You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome to episode five of The Food Code. Um, we're going to do these kind of sporadically as as we feel needed, but this is hashtag mom life. Um, Liz and I are both new moms. Carson is almost 17 months. And how old is Marcus? Marcus is six and a half months. Okay. So we're in a little, little bit different phases of that first time mom life, but w- the struggle. I mean, there's there's struggles being a mom. There's struggles being any, you know, any parent, um, but I think... I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Like, we, we carried and birthed that child. Um, there's just a different type of connection. So feeling that mom guilt. Um, and we wanted to start, as we do all episodes, with a little tip and trick. And these are the mom essentials. And <laughs> mine is dry shampoo because I take time for myself to work out still, which helps me stay me, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, and feel good about myself, feel good in my skin. But I don't get to wash my hair every day. So... <laughs> Dry shampoo. I like Not Your Mother's um, brand Clean Freak dry shampoo. And because my hair is blonde, it gets greasy so easily. And if it's sweaty, it smells like it's just not pretty. So I just I can't imagine anyone who has time to wash their hair every day anymore. I used to be that person and I'm just not. I never I don't have oily hair, though, so I didn't have Mm. to wash it. But um, yeah, I mean, just taking a shower is like a huge win. Yes. Without being in the bathtub with him or, you know, listening to the baby monitor yes. every moment that you're in the shower. Yes. So mine is mascara because I feel like I look like a raccoon um, <laughs> without it. And I just feel like the bags under my eyes have become darker by the day. Even though I'm sleeping like pretty decent, it is still interrupted sleep because you yes. hear every peep and noise in the house. So for me, um, the mascara that I like, I just switched from better than sex mascara to it. Uh, one of my clients gave me mm. a, sample and I really really like it Uh, so I'll post a link for that below but that and I have to add face wipes because I don't get into that my cleansing facial like morning routine went from Uh, like five steps to I am so tired I don't even care so I get the Kirkland brand of face wipes and I keep them everywhere just for like refreshing is like I've definitely done like day old makeup and then makeup on top of that (laughs) (laughs) mom life Uh, so we wanted to also include in these episodes just like little struggles that we're dealing with in these phases of children um and mine right now is guys i just can't carson's in this phase he's 16 months or 17 months he's entering that like early toddler stage and i don't i mean he must be learning it at daycare or like it's just his thing on taking aggression out he slaps me in the face like last night we were outside because it was beautiful out last night and his little temper tantrums consist of him taking his pacifier out and throwing it on the ground or anything around him and just throwing it on the ground and so he threw his pacifier on the ground it was completely unwarranted we weren't even like mad at him and i bend down to pick it up and look at him and i say why did you do that straight up slaps me across the face (laughs) and so nick was right next to me and i've been telling nick that this has been going on but he hasn't actually seen it 
he wound up and slapped me across the face. So Nick grabs him immediately, looks at him, and is like, you can't do that. And threw him over his shoulder and carried him inside. The whole time Carson's like sobbing. And then I go, I go like put Carson's cars back in the garage. And I come in and Nick had put him on the staircase behind the baby gate and wouldn't let him move. And he was just leaning. Like time out. He was leaning against the wall crying and like snot coming out of his nose. And I was just like, oh my God, Nick. He's so, he can't even talk. He doesn't know what's going on. And so he picked him up and he's like, you have to apologize to your mom. And I was like, he can't can't say anything. He doesn't even know what he's done wrong. But like, we don't know what else to do because it's, he he can't, we can't reason with him. He's 17 months old. All he says is football and mama and dada and cookie and Elmo. And like, he doesn't know I slapped you in the face and that's wrong. Like, so that is my current struggle right now. I need to get him to stop hitting because he can't like, I know that that's such a part of toddler life. At least he's not biting. I know some people who really struggle. My nieces and nephews, a couple of them were biters and it was awful. Like, I mean, I wasn't even parenting them, but I just remember the stories, you know? Um, anyways, so Marcus is six and a half months. And so we're starting to introduce some foods and I'm trying to put him in the little like bumble seat, Mm -hmm. give him his food. So he's doing this thing now where he just decides he's done and he like flails himself back and like tries to get out, but he's like throwing things, but it's more so just like his strength, like his body strength has gotten so strong. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like out of nowhere, he's happy go lucky. We're eating. And then all of a sudden he's done like flailing himself back. And I cannot help. Like, I feel like such a jerk. I just crack up laughing Oh my god! because I think it is so funny I mean, I'm dreading the days that we get to the point where he is either slapping or biting mm-hmm. or something because I think that's hard. It you is. Know, how to handle it in the yeah. moment, you know, because you're kind of like shocked. You're frustrated that he's, too. Yeah. yeah. So, and so for me, I've been like laughing, but today, um, before my mother in law came, he got up at 5 30, normally goes back down by like 7, 7 30. It's 8 30. He will still not go to sleep. And so that, it does get frustrating, yeah. right? Because now they're angry, they're overtired. So, one of the things we've done is been really, really strict with the sleep schedule that's helped. But I think as he's gotten older too, he's starting to dictate, you know, differently. And yep. it'll be interesting to see his personalities coming out. And um, as much as I love him, I think Art and I are in for yeah, some baby yeah. art. Yep. Baby Liz Those personality. Little, <laughs> yep. You got it. You got to see. I mean, I see it. Yeah. Nick's stubborn as hell. So am I. So. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about the mom guilt Ugh. today because it's there always so much like, and it doesn't help that you see all these perfect moms on social media that seem to have their S together. And we just feel like we're, you know, flailing through the day. Yeah. Um, you know, I have I've, to say it's really disturbing for me to see all of these people with hashtag like baby bounce back and body bounce ugh. back and just like the expectation that you're going to leave the hospital looking like you didn't have a baby. Like I lost 18 pounds of fluid within the three days after I got home. And then I think I still looked six months pregnant well, you're for supposed to. a while. Right. You're supposed to. Like your body, but it's just, you know, I know for me coming home because of what I had seen on mm-hmm. social media, number one, I thought breastfeeding was going to be way different than it was. Yeah. And it did not go at any rate that I thought it was going to be. Um, so there was a whole bunch of mom guilt mm-hmm. around that, totally. like not producing, not being able to um, get enough supply for him and then having to supplement all of those things. Yep. And then, you know, you see all of these advertisements on social media that people are storing their breast milk in uh, over freezer bags. Yeah. Overproducers, which is amazing. Also but, a problem in its own. Yeah. You know? 
Those people are squirting milk across the room because their <laughs> boobs just can't stop. I mean, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. There's, there's grass is always greener. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard being a mom because you always feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, because you don't really know what you're doing as no. much as you prepare, you read the books, you know, pediatricians tell you things. That's not actually how things unfold. No, all the it time. Is not. And also, especially for us, like we both work. Getting back into working was really hard for me. Yeah. I felt guilty all the Like, I still feel guilty. Like, last week, Car- Nick dropped Carson off on Thursday after Christmas. He said he was the only kid at daycare. But, like, unfortunately, especially us running a business, I don't really take a day off. Like, yeah, we right. didn't work on Christmas, and we can choose when to work and when not to work. But we're trying to grow our business. We're trying to be good, you know, entrepreneurs, and we want this to grow. We have a message we want to spread. Yep. I felt awful that he was the only kid at daycare when he dropped. I think other kids came, but still, being, you know, whether it's a nine to five normal job that you're at the office and you're working there and trying to yeah. move up in your corporation, or whether you're working from home or whatever it is, or if you're at home with the kids, like, you know, all well, especially when the hard. babies are so little, you know, yes. and in the United States, we unfortunately do not have BS, you know, time off. And, and as entrepreneurs, like people ask, well, why didn't you take more time off? It's like, well, because if I'm not working, I'm not getting paid. I don't have the benefits totally. you know, that I had at corporate, yeah. you know, but more importantly, even people who have corporate jobs, they don't get the year off. Like my sister mm-hmm. in Copenhagen, Denmark, every child she had. They were given a year with the option for two years. So one year paid option, additional year, not paid. I'm moving and to you're, Denmark. Yeah, right. Next kid, <laughs> we're going to Denmark. But no, it's true. Like so many people have to go back to work after six weeks. The baby's not ready for that. The no, mom is not ready for not that at all. And so there's a lot of mom guilt, and I just think it's important that we talk about this and encourage other women because I know for me, I came into motherhood. St- pretty stupid and blindsided by a lot of this stuff because of the way social media totally has portrayed motherhood and that yeah you're gonna bounce right back and you're not gonna be having bodily functions that are (laughs) completely i didn't poop for a whole week after the baby i was (laughs) so apparent i was so terrified i if anyone that's had a child you know that is scary yeah i don't well i had a c-section so mine was a little different it was a little bit different yeah yeah. i tore and it was was sitting down for like the first three weeks was painful um and also i feel guilt a lot of times around like taking my time so Mm. like i have to work i I have to work out in the middle of the day because either i have carson in the morning or i'm coaching in the morning and i almost always pick him up in the afternoon so the evenings and the mornings are kind of off limits so i have to take the time that i'm technically working and find time to exercise during that time and i then feel both guilt of not working and not spending time with my kid but it's so important for your mental health for your sanity i'm happier and then everyone's happier yeah because if you don't get that workout in or you don't get the time to yourself Mm -hmm. you are i know for me i don't feel as good i'm more irritable i'm not as patient there was a time period where i wasn't able to get into the gym just because of like our schedules and everything going on one week i was so miserable and i was so Mm. i'm just gonna say it i was kind of a bitch like i was you know, not as patient. I wasn't focused with Marcus the way that I wanted to be. I really like to cut off. And this is something that we can talk about in a second, but I wasn't showing up in either one of my relationships with Marcus or with art because I also wasn't taking time for myself and then being able to show up for them the way that they need. So just know that if you're a mom today and you're experiencing this mom guilt, you're not alone because there are so many people out there that portray it 
in different ways than you would ever expect going through yeah. it yourself. So we want to talk about a couple of ways not to lose yourself because I know mm-hmm. so many people when they have kids, they tend to just be a mom yep. and you don't have to just be mom. You can still be Becca. You can still be Liz. And if you're a hundred percent happy taking on that new identity of like you're a mom now and that's what fulfills you. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's I, I love that for people too. Like I, I'm not saying that it's bad to change your priorities oh, or totally. anything like that. Yeah. But Liz is right. Like you need to figure out ways to feel like yourself again so that one, you don't resent your child forever. Um, and two, so that you can be happy and show up for yourself, for your kids and for your spouse. Well, and Becca, I think this is a great time to talk about postpartum. You know, I know mm-hmm. you dealt with that. I, I did. didn't. Yeah. Um, I think mine was different though, because we were in the NICU for nine days. So that was pretty crazy, traumatic, whatever. Um, but you know, talk a little bit about the postpartum. Like what was your experience? Well, I, um, I lost a good amount of blood. Um, my hormones, I think I had a pretty big dump of hormones, which happens after the baby. Um, everyone's is different, different in terms of levels, but I really struggled emotionally. I could tell that like everyone talks about pregnancy being hard. Pregnancy was awesome. Postpartum was hard. Postpartum was really hard for me. I was extremely emotional. I cried multiple times a day, every day for weeks, um, about things, just random things like he ended up, I think having a clogged tear duct at one point. So he had like kind of essentially it looks like pink eye yeah i thought i was the worst mom in the world i had no control over it obviously but i felt like the worst mom in the world i cried probably for an hour straight about it and so just like things would set me off and then nick stayed home for a few days after the baby but nick's kind of restless (laughs) um (laughs) and maybe you'll learn more about him as we go on i love my husband but you know we all have things um but he cannot sit in one spot and so him being home all day with the baby and me was really hard for him and he needed to go back to work because he only took off so much time um and so he went back to work and i was basically home alone from 8 a.m until 4 to 5 p.m with a child and i didn't know what i was doing i was a new mom i thought i was doing everything wrong I was, I, I really struggled and I, I, I don't know if I truly, you know, had postpartum depression, but I was definitely probably more towards that than not. Um, yeah. so it was, it was just really, really hard. I was overly emotional, felt like I was doing everything wrong. Fortunately, I had my sister and my sister-in-law both had babies within like a month and a half of me. Um, so I was really lucky to have a support system that I could text pretty consistently. Yeah, um, and talk yeah. to people. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people hold back from talking to people or sharing you know I know like when I had Marcus I would text you I'm like oh my god is this Mm -hmm. normal am I a terrible mom what's happening um and so yeah I think it's important to talk with people before and after and you know I know there are people who struggle with postpartum much worse than you did or Mm -hmm. even than I did um I think everyone has some sort of postpartum you know feelings because there is such a, a big hormone dump but um, let's talk about a couple of ways then not to lose yourself. And I want to start this off with your relationship with your spouse, because I distinctly remember a couple of days, like I could just feel like arts disconnect. Yeah. And it was because I wasn't prioritizing myself, getting to the gym, doing the things I needed to do. And mm-hmm. I wasn't time blocking my day so that I was fully present. And that's something now that I continue to work very hard on. Like as entrepreneurs, we can work 89, 90 hours a week. Like our work is never done, but I have to cut it off at some point. And so I had a conversation actually with my mentor at the time. And I just said, you know, I have to be better for art and I have to show up. So I stopped, um, like a hard, I started 
time blocking. And then I just set a deadline like 7 PM, for example, on days that he doesn't have to be at the gym. Usually he's there three nights a week. So like the two nights that he's home, like I have a hard stop by five then Mm -hmm. because, you know, or whenever he's done working so we can make dinner together, we can put Marcus to bed and then we can sit and enjoy our time. So, you know, even if you don't get out for a date night, making dinner together at home or just having a movie or a show that you like to watch something to connect with that person. I think that is really, really important because in my belief system, your husband should always come before the child or yeah. significant other spouse, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I think that the, the kid can sense that too. Like, yeah. And especially as they get older, they're going to notice, you know, are you loving towards each other? Or are you distant towards each other? Um, and so I, I noticed this recently Nick and I never went on date nights anymore. Like we both love Carson and we both love each other, but having a kid totally changed our relationship and we weren't going out because honestly it was just easier. It was easier to stay home on a Saturday night than to pay a babysitter than to, you know, figure out how, who, who's going to take care of Carson. And we have two amazing sets of grandparents that would love to take him, but it's just easier to stay home. And so we just went with the easier. And recently I was like, you know what? We need to start doing at least once a month, a Saturday night where it's just us. Like, leaving Carson with our parents or hiring a babysitter and spending time with just us because that relationship needs to continue to flourish. You don't want to just find yourself stagnant in your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like if there's times on the weekend that you have help, like take the help, you know, for us, it's his mother is here helping during the week while I'm working. So I feel bad on the weekends, Mm -hmm. but then what I've done now is typically give up a day during the week or a couple mm-hmm. hours here or you know reach out to friends or family yeah. because if you have the help don't say no, no. you'll regret it <laughs> later so all right I'll let you talk to number two yeah so number two is movement um I found personally you know Liz talked about like the getting the body back and all that kind of stigma around how you need to bounce back from pregnancy and I do not believe that's the case my, I'm, my body's completely different than before I had a kid I never used to have a butt or hips. I was totally like boyish athletic figure, which I'm not going to lie. I loved. Um, now I have a huge ass that doesn't seem to go away, but um, <laughs> she doesn't. It is what it is. So, but exercise helped me be happy again because it was my outlet. It was my time to myself to feel my body capable again of doing things that I used to be able to do. And even though it's not fully capable, like it used to be like my joints are not the same. My body's not the same. I don't get as much sleep. I don't recover as well, but it is what it is. I don't um, know if you remember the first couple of workouts. Like oh my after. God. you guys, I don't think that I made it through one workout for like three weeks. I couldn't jump on a box anymore. I was like, my legs are disconnected from my upper body. I, nothing's happening because your core is so much different. Yeah. It's just, it is. And so, um, when you get back into movement, doing it smart, I, we actually, I have a, a guest speaker that I'm thinking about for the future. Um, that's amazing. That helped me with my journey because your body's not the same guys. Like your core is completely different. You need to rehab it. It is. Here's the thing. You go through pregnancy, imagine tearing your ACL. It's basically the same. It's a major, not injury, but a major adjustment for your body. Your abs tear in some way, shape or form just yeah. to make room for that child. You need to rehab them. You need to rehab your pelvic floor, the control of all of that. Mm-hmm. And so being smart about getting back into movement is huge yep. in that timeline. But over time, if you do it smartly in a smart way, I don't know if smartly is a word, but in a smart way, you will feel better. And yeah. that's how I found myself again is like through movement, through exercise, I finally felt confident again in my body and my skin. I'm not saying you have to do this, but It helped a ton for me. You know, even if you can't get to the gym or whatever, go for a walk. You know, I would walk like hour and a half a day. I had him in June. So Mm -hmm. luckily it was nice outside, but 
it's good for the baby also to be outside, but just Mm -hmm. getting out of the house and moving your body and starting to feel like yourself again. I think movement, you know, postpartum will help with emotional and mental components or postpartum depression. You know, it is finding what you are capable of again. And so if you just had a baby or you're pregnant, make sure that you prioritize getting movement. And as soon as you can be smart about it, like Becca said, you know, wait till you get clearance from your doctor. Don't start doing things until they give you the okay. Um, And then the next one here that we want to talk about is keep food simple. And I think for so many people who may be listening to this, Mm -hmm. you might have had a routine before being pregnant and you kind of thought that life was going to be the same a month or two after. And we're both here to tell you that our meal prep and our grocery shopping routines are night and day from what they used to be different. I don't get to enjoy cooking as much anymore just because no. of the time perspective. I'm very lucky that Nick and I kind of tag team in the evenings, but my dinners are literally 30 to 45 minutes of like prep and cook time and that's it. Yeah. Um, we eat at eight o'clock after Carson goes yeah. down. Carson goes to sleep at eight right now. Nick and I, I cook dinner while like Carson's, you know, bath and bottle and like playing a little bit before bedtime and I'm, I'm able to cook in that time. But my meal prep on Sundays, you should be like three to four hours of these elaborate meals. It's like 30 minutes now. Yeah. No. I and I don't want to spend time in the kitchen anymore. Yeah. You know, Instant on the pot, air fryer, oven, yeah. cook time. So keep food simple, guys. It can be tasty. It can still be healthy. For me, I've saved a lot of time. I've talked about this before, but Instacart, I can't say enough great things about it. We went to the grocery store, Marcus and I, the other day, and I can't even shop because of the car state inside of the grocery oh, shopping cart. And so like I'm when they putting get older, all the food easier. around them. Yeah. Um, so it's just so much easier for me to do Instacart. And I think it's like $4 is a tip. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Instacart is my thing. But yeah, keep it simple and keep it fun and tasty because mm-hmm. as they get older, you know, just remember they're watching everything we do. They're yeah. looking up at everything we do is role models from what we drink to what we eat to how we speak all of those things so i know for us in our house we want to keep food a Carson focus eats better when we're eating with him unfortunately he eats dinner at like 5 30 so we don't always eat with him but when we're out to eat he always eats better and he's more adventurous with what he eats because he sees us eating yeah. the same yeah. thing it's fun marcus is starting to be intrigued with what i'm eating now mm-hmm. which is cool um, but yeah i'm still a little nervous we've only made it to that was a hard transition for me <sighs> i was I, I would like I was so afraid of Carson choking. Fortunately, yes. knock on wood, he's never choked once and he's always been really good with food, but that was like Nick attest. I was such a helicopter parent around him. Yeah. I'm like, I gave him the little teethers the other day and I was like watching him like a hawk and then he broke off a piece that I thought was too big. So I like scooped it out of his mouth and he was pissed. But, <laughs> um, anyways. All right. So we got two more here. Let's wrap this up. So number four is time out with your girlfriends. So if you don't have friends that are mom friends, um, I have a group on Facebook called the mom edge. Love for you to join it. There's like 60 people in there, but there's a lot of mom forums and there's a lot of mom groups that are available in different areas. If you search in your town, like I know Mm -hmm. in Naperville, we have the branch moms. Yeah. We don't Um, have a ton by me, but I, I go to like, um, libraries have really good events, park districts, stuff like that. Yeah. Make mom friends. And Mm -hmm. if you, um, feel lonely at any point in time. I guarantee you there's another mom out there that feels lonely and you can relate and, and resonate with them. Feel free to message us. Yeah. Like, seriously, we are more than happy to talk to you guys. Yep. But we've been through it. We know it. So. We, yes. Anything. Nothing is TMI for us. I have no. a couple of friends slash clients that are messaging me. They just had babies like the last six and two weeks. Oh, and it's just funny. Like the things that happen post-delivery I mean, you just can't make that shit up. And it's like, I mean, sometimes like, you just need to know that you're not the only person that's having 
hemorrhoids or other oh, I still crazy have adult things. diapers in my closet <laughs> for the next child I have. Yeah, you actually were the one that was like adult diapers and I like freaked out and Googled. Which Ice was packs. Not the appropriate thing Hazel, to do. Witch, witch <laughs> hazel, witch hazel pads. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So yeah, and then what I would say here is be intentional about having girlfriends that you can do things with. So whether you're getting your nails done, getting your um, hair done, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't get my hair done with my girlfriends, no. but I get my nails done sometime. Um, like go to Cooper's Hawk, to wine tasting, do some activity with your girlfriends and just have a girl's lunch, day, night, whatever, mm-hmm. and be very um, vocal about that need in your life because all of the days will pass by too quickly and then the weeks go by and you haven't talked to anybody. And I know for me, I was feeling like one, a horrible friend, but also two, very lonely. And the way that like, you know, I hadn't reached out to my friends in a long time. Yeah. I feel so disconnected of like what's going on in their lives. And um, you want to stay you as much mm-hmm. as possible. I think that's important to lose yourself. So last one, give yourself some grace. Totally. Through this journey. Like I, I say it all the time. All this child needs from you is your love. It does not matter how much you buy them. It doesn't matter, you know, yeah, it matters what you feed them. But like, I thought I was totally going to be that person that made all my child's food, like from scratch, not happening. Target's great. Nature's best. (laughs) All the, all the organic stuff, but be kind to yourself. You are doing an amazing job as long as you're doing your best. That's all, you know, and honestly, your child doesn't know any different. Yeah. As long as you're there for them, as much as you can be there for them, you love on them, you hug them, you kiss them. That's all they need from you. Yeah. I think the best thing my sister ever said to me when I was really, really struggling with breastfeeding, like there was a Saturday night, I was just bawling. I was so done. I was like two and a half months in of pumping like 14 times a day, trying to breastfeed him. Mm-hmm. And he latched really well, but he was getting pissed because the supply wasn't there. And I just said to Art, you know, I feel like I don't even have that time to like put him down. And so my sister, she's a pediatric nurse. And she said, the number one thing that matters the most is your relationship with your child. And you've done everything you can. If you know, it didn't work and you don't have the supply, like don't try to hang on just for the mm-hmm. sheer, you know, I, I hung on for so long. She's I like, know. what, you know, give yourself grace in the way that you have done everything that you can. And now just focus on your relationship with your child. Cause that's what they need. And yeah. they need that more than, Three ounces of breast milk too. a day. It's yeah. crazy. I, I breastfed until about seven months exclusively. And me changing from exclusive breastfeeding to formula and breast milk of whatever I had left was such a hard decision. But I, in the end, it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. Because I finally was sleeping through the night then. I wasn't waking up. Because Carson slept through the night since like six weeks. I would wake up in the middle of the night by yeah. myself at 1 a.m. and go down and pump just to keep a supply up. It was Awful. I was so yeah. tired. I was so tired. And at that point, I was just like, you know what, Becca? You're miserable. You're not getting enough sleep. All this child needs is your love. And, you know, you yep. did the best you could. Yep. This is better for you. Yep. What's better for you as a mother is what's going to be best for them as a child. Yep. Just trust that. Yeah. So just give yourself some grace. No matter where you are in your journey, maybe you have toddlers. I don't know. And they're oh, ruining your house and bless you, you lose your mind on them I'm and yell at them in the morning. I'm entering <laughs> that fury stage of the toddler. Yeah. Just give yourself some grace because motherhood is hard. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to educate you, connect with you and help you improve your lifestyle. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a huge favor and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. This helps us grow, share our message and continue to create more great content and episodes. 
If you share this, please tag us on Instagram. This will help us reach other people as well. And you can tag us at lsn.coach. And as a thank you for being here and spreading our message, we want to continue to add value to your life. So if you head on over to lsn.fit, we have a special gift for you. It's a free copy of our Diet Free Guide ebook. All you got to do is enter the coupon, all capital letters, the food code. 